Monday, you know what that means. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast, SAP Wrestling Review. I am one of your hosts, 617. That guy over here to my left is the one and only Puppet Master 2191. How's everybody doing today? Puppet, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, a lot of wrestling to go over, but... A lot to go over. We are doing the New Year's events held by NXT, AEW, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Because WWE, I guess, Raw and SmackDown were just too good to do a New Year's show. Uh, theirs was... They laid out a little weird this year for New Year's. Um, Impact just did a best of. Uh, they did like two shows that were best of 2020 and their yearly reward uh, awards. So not really much to cover there. Um, well, big thing. The major things is uh, NXT did a New Year's Evil, um, which we'll highlight. We'll talk about some matches off of it. Um, then. AEW had a two-night, uh, a two-show New Year's event, New Year's Smash, night one, night two. Um, and then New Japan's trio, uh, their deadly trio is Wrestle Kingdom. Technically, it's their deadly duo, but it was Wrestle Kingdom, night one, Wrestle Kingdom, night two. And then the very next night was Wrestle or was uh, New Year's Dash. So... Uh, which I'm the one that watched the New Japan shows, uh, mainly because I stayed up till the ass crack of dawn to watch them as they <laughs> aired in Japan. Um, and then slept most of the day, so I would be up in time to watch the next night. And then slept again to wake up in time to watch New Year's Dash. Uh, and then I th think that's all the New Year shows. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what do you want to start with? Uh, let's go across the pond. Why don't you uh, kick off with New, New Japan? Japan give us the highlights of what you took away from the New Japan. Man, okay, so Wrestle Kingdom, night one, night two, in total, was nine hours. Almost, almost like WrestleMania when they did the the two night pre recording Mania last year. So okay, so here's the thing with WrestleMania, the two nights, it was the three hour show, hour kickoff, so four hours, right? Right. New Japan has no kickoff. It was a solid four and a half hours each night. Nice. Like it was nine hours of just wrestling. Um. If you've never watched New Japan, there there's not like there are some video packages talking about so for certain matches what led up to this match or what this is. Um, but for the most part, it is legitimately wrestlers make their entrance, do their matches. If there's something going on after the match, then that's done. They go out and then the next match comes out. So you got to stop and think. There was four and a half hours each night of this like their card i literally i think 
I think their main, like, their first night card was 12, 13, 14 matches. Wow. Um, the big ones in that one, uh, night one was a lot of your, uh, who, who is winning out of this or who's going on to night two to challenge for these. Um, because with the pandemic, New Japan's been running on both in Japan and then they're, they've had their show here in on the West Coast. Um, so one of their tournaments that's normally held during this time was actually split in half. So they ran the Super J Cup in Japan and then they turned around and ran the Best of Super Juniors in America. So now you had two tournament winners for the same weight division. Right. So night one, the big one of the big matches was who was going on to challenge the junior heavyweight for the title on night two. Um, so they, that actually, was, they actually did Wrestle Kingdom in both Japan and in their, no, gym, no. In their gym in the UK or the US. No, no, no. They did the best of, they did their super juniors tournament. Oh, uh, earlier in the year and it was done off both coasts oh okay new now wrestle kingdom night one night two and new year's dash all took place in the tokyo dome with um limited you know yeah they were Limit, within limited, guidelines and what, what, yeah, limited, limited capacity. capacity that they could do but i think night one oh i there was Give me one second now. I'll, I'll get the actual. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom 15. Okay, so night one. Night one, there was 12,689 people in attendance. Wow. That was night one. Night two, they had 7,801. So the combined attendance for Wrestle Kingdom in total was 20,490 fans. In the Tokyo Dome. Wow. Let's see, that's still a pretty good turnout, too, even though it's limited capacity. and Like, that, that, is, that is an amazing turnout. Because, so night one's the bigger night, but the main, like, the major matches take place on night two. Um, this year, night one and night two both had major matches. Night one was, um, Naito defending the double titles against Kota Ibushi. Um, and there was a big lead up for that. It was technically Ibushi was saying that this was his destiny, that he didn't want to be he didn't want to be like a wrestling. He didn't want to be like a big star in wrestling. He said he needed this. He needed to win these so he could become a god, a deity. Um, which ironically that kind of does play into his character because his character there's like this fl a switch that flips, yeah. and when it flips, they don't call him Kota Bushi. They literally call him Murder Bushi. Um, because it's like everything, uh, human shuts down, and then it's just, I'm going to kick dog shit out of you. Like, you're going to be hurting 
I'm, I'm not pulling punches. I, if I'm hitting you, I'm hitting you. If I'm kicking you, I'm kicking you. Right. Um. So that was the that was the main that was the main event for night one was Bushi and um, and Naito. Uh, Bushi did end up capturing the titles. It was a really good match. It was about I think it was thirty five minutes long. Yeah, thirty five minutes long. They finish the thing. Jay White comes out, who was who was the owner of the double title briefcase, which guarantees him the match against the main champion, or, or for both titles, the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental title, because right now they're combined right. or on the same holder. Um, whoever won the initial night one and came out to be the champion was then going to have to turn around the very next night and face him in the main event of night two. Um, first night's main event went, like I said, I think it was like, it was anywhere from like 32 to 35 minutes, something like that. Right. Um, Jay White comes out, he tells Bushi, uh, he tells Bushi, he's like, Hey, congratulations. But remember, I beat I beat you to take this briefcase from you. Out of two out of the last three times we've stepped into the ring, I've beat you. So enjoy it while it lasts, because tomorrow night it's over. Uh, enjoy your one day, your one day reign. Right. Um. So. Then we get into night two, and the main, of course, the main event is Kota Ibushi and Jay White for the IWGP Intercontinental and Heavyweight t titles. Um, and they, for one, they tore the house down. Like, tore the house down. And on top of that, I think they set the record for the longest main event that was held on uh longest main event during Wrestle Kingdom. I think the previous was like forty forty something minutes, right? You know, you, you sit back and you look at that and you think like forty minutes, but that's actually nothing, considering that they have Iron Man matches that are like an hour, two hours long, and whatnot. Right. Um. And in like compared to like if we were watching this with WWE, right. yes, you know, a thirty-one minute match seems like it's nothing. Um, because you do have those Iron Man matches, this, that, and the other. Right. Um. Also, the main event for Night One was exactly thirty-one minutes and eighteen seconds. So, Kota Ibushi has literally got roughly about 8 to 10 hours where he can get rest before he is main eventing the next night. <laughs> Defending the titles he just won. Right. And, and the interesting story is Ibushi was actually uh, documented. 
he he literally did not get any sleep between winning the titles and then you know going through the so in Japan when there's a title change or there's a new new guy yeah like new champion there's a sponsors uh, sponsorship dinner so the sponsors take the champions and they take them out for a big feast essentially all you know all paid for whole nine yards um so he got done he he went and he did the after the aftermatch press conference where he said his piece then he went to the sponsorship dinner and then he drove back to his home in another city and got into his home and like he literally said i i couldn't sleep like the I was finally alone. Everything had come down, and these two titles are just sitting here. And it's just like this is this has happened finally. Right. He's like, I, I just I couldn't sleep. So literally, he's going into the second night with minimal to no sleep. After a thirty-one minute hard hitting, uh, amazing match, and he's going against. Arguably another one of New Japan's really good wrestlers. Um, like this is a man who's beat who beat Tanahashi, who is known as the ace in New Japan. He is the guy. Like he's been there the longest, made the biggest impact. Um, behind him's Okada. Jay White has beat. Like Jay White is right up there with the with the big guys, you know. Right. And for someone to not be of Japanese origin. Uh, essentially, he is Gaijin there. Um, now, granted, flip side, he is the leader of the Bullet Club. Or the front man of the Bullet Club. However, they want to refer to that. Right. Uh, but... Kotobushi and Jay White, I think the record was like 43, 44 minutes prior on a main event for Wrestle Kingdom. Right. Night one or two. Kotobushi and Jay White went out and wrestled for 48 minutes and five seconds. That takes a lot of stamina, too, because that's a lot that you're putting yeah. yourself through. And it's not like WWE where it's you know, high impact or, or, you know, wrestle, wrestle, rest, hold, or roll out of the ring, rest, this, that, and the other. It's bell to bell. Right. Like, legitimately bell to bell. Um, so for 48 minutes and five seconds, they were the main event for this card. Um, to me, the two main events were the mat- matches of the nights. Um, hence, kind of why I'm just I'm just kind of talking specifically about those matches, right? Um, and they they told great stories throughout the match. Um, I cheated this year and actually listened with um listened with the English commentary. <laughs> uh, which uh, there again is a uh,
it is one of the things of yeah that's the one i think i'm looking for yeah okay uh like that's you know one of their big big things um they tell really good stories and their storylines literally their storylines start the night after um after Wrestle Kingdom at New Year's Dash. That's where the stories start being constructed and told. And they literally will span all the way to Wrestle Kingdom the next year. Interesting. So um, instead of it just there's... being starting like like how WWE starts theirs at the Royal Rumble, they start theirs actual a year yeah, in advance. They... Yeah, yeah, like they they had storylines that ran like the whole okay, the Jay White Kota Ibushi, yeah, technically started last year night two of Wrestle Kingdom. They were these semi-main to the main event at night two. Nice, um, because your night one main event was, uh, was Okada. Okada and Jay White for the IWGP and Naito and Ibushi for the Intercontinental. So the two losers from those matches was going to be the semi-main for night two, which ended up being Jay White and Kota Ibushi. So that's literally where their first encounter started with Jay White winning. Hmm. Um, then... Kota Ibushi and Jay White were put in the same block for the G in the G1 Climax tournament. Ibushi beat Jay White there. Ends up winning the G1 Climax, which then gets him the briefcase to challenge for the titles at New Year's Dash. Right. Or at uh, Wrestle Kingdom, sorry. At Wrestle Kingdom that year. Or the next Wrestle Kingdom. Then Jay White comes out and says, I'm challenging you for ownership of the briefcase and beats Kota Ibushi. So now Jay White has that briefcase and then Ibushi gets the titles night one and culminates night two with Ibushi having to defend the titles he just won against the man that took the briefcase from him and that he's only beat once out of the previous three times. So, like, that story literally was told all throughout the year. Right. Uh, and that's how they do their storylines. Um, their major storylines. There's minor storylines in between, and there's stuff to kind of keep the, the storyline kind of from getting stale. Right. Um, like, there will be another challenger for the title, and then there's always back and forth and the at the post-match presser it was always there's someone always ask a question about well what about this person who would you see being your next challenger so like they have a way to kind of give them a break from each other but yes keep them connected right um and legitimately that's what they did with this storyline um it went from a it was a Storyline between two of their competitors, no title involved, no nothing. Put them in the same block in the G1 Climax. 
One of them gets the briefcase. The other challenges for the briefcase. Now the main event of night two is going to be the guy that lost the briefcase against the guy that he lost the briefcase to for the double champ, double titles. Wow. Um, like their their storytelling is far beyond what we're what we in the U.S. are traditionally used to. Right, because storytelling here is usually like one, two, maybe three months max. It yeah. ain't like a year in advance. Right. Um, it, it's not told throughout the course of a year. I mean, it's just, I fight you here, I lose. I fight you next month, I win. I fight you the month after that. The winner is the ultimate champion for this group or for this feud or whatnot. Then we move on. Yeah. Um... And like I said, they keep the challenger like he cha- he did. Whoever they keep the champion busy through the year, even while these storylines are being built, right. and they do have different challengers. And along the way, they may change who the title holder is. But come time for New Year's or for Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. generally that champion who initially started this feud is champion again. Um, I think the only person that didn't lose it was Okada, and I think he held that title for like two and a half years. And to ha- to have your champion be someone to be able to hold it for two and a half years and fans not lose interest in it, that that says wonders. Um, because. It's really hard to keep a champ for two and a half years and people not lose interest in that title. Right. You gotta have good storytelling. Yeah. And 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 that's what they had. Um now granted, when Okada had that title reign, that was also the during the time of him and the Omega six, seven, eight star matches, as Melter likes to compliment him with. Oh, which don't get me wrong, they were they were great matches. In fact, that forty that forty one forty two minute main event for Wrestle Kingdom was Okada Omega, yeah. um, and they they went forty two minutes, uh, and it was it literally it really was a six star match. Like it was probably one of the best matches I'd seen that entire like out of that entire year, and it was it was one of the first matches of the year. Um. But then it kind of rolls into New Year's Dash where they start building these storylines. Um, your big thing in New Year's Dash is you don't have a lot of singles matches. It's mainly a lot of like multi-man matches, multi-team matches. Right. Um, that show was only like two and a half hours. So the nine hours from Wrestle Kingdom plus the two, hour, two and a half hours of New Year's Dash, I think for New Japan alone, I watched 11 and a half hours. Of wrestling in one day. That's a pretty big event. Yeah. For one well, I, uh, so I watched, and I I won't lie, I watched I watched Wrestle Kingdom as it was airing, but it being like two, three in the morning here in the states, I passed out through some of it, so I had to go back and rewatch them. So I just decided once they were all done, I was going to watch them in one shot. I, I don't recommend doing that if, you know, you want to have any sort of kind of day. Right. Um, 
but it was great. Uh, like I saw the story, the culmination of all the storylines in the beginning of the new ones, all in one shot. Right. So um, that was really good. Uh, the biggest thing out of that is it does look like Jay White may be leaving Japan, and may, uh, like legitimately may be leaving New Japan. Um, big speculations on. There, there's people in. There's, there's a really big interest in Jay White in from WWE as well as AEW. So, it, there's potential that Jay White ends up, ends up in one of the two. Um, if he doesn't, if he ends up with, uh, with WWE, it, it'll be NXT because Triple H has a very, very strong interest in Jay White and wants him in NXT. Right. Um, which I'll be, I'll be uh, absolutely honest with you. I would love to see Jay White versus Adam Cole versus Finn Balor. I would love to see Jay White versus Kyle O'Reilly. Like the NXT roster is where Jay White would need to be. That's where a lot of the, the wrestling fans are going to want to see him. It'd be a good don't, see. don't get me wrong. Do I want to see Jay White and, and AJ Styles? Uh, God, yes. In time. Jay, yeah. In time. Jay White. Yeah. Jay White and Ricochet. Yes. Like, I feel like they could tear the place down. Yeah. I um, even know they can. I mean, pretty much anybody that gets into NXT under Triple H's wing is going to tear the house down no matter what they do. So it's all a matter of getting them there and maintaining. Yeah. Um,. Now, to kind of move on from New Japan, uh, and the main reason is because I was the one that ended up watching New Japan. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it because, yeah. you know, like I said, the f the cards for the, like, New Year's Dash was like six, seven matches, six matches, I think. Yeah, yeah I think it was six. Yeah, so I mean, they don't, most of those pay per views like NXT, WWE, AEW, they don't cram a whole lot of matches, right? Onto their cards, oh. mainly because I mean, time constraint. Yeah. Now, new um, Wrestle Kingdom Night One was a total of seven matches. Uh, the first match, and I'm just going to give you the times of the first match was 34 minutes, second match 17, third match 19. Fourth match, 14. Fifth match, 17. Sixth match, 35 minutes. Main event, 31 minutes. Like, that was... That was the first night. And then that was seven matches. Night number two, first match, 9 minutes. Second match, 12 minutes. Third match, 7 minutes. Fourth match, 13... Almost 13 and a half. Um... Fifth match was 21 minutes. Uh, sixth match, 24 minutes. Um, seventh match was 25 minutes, 30 seconds. And then the eight, uh, that was what I said. That was the that was the seventh match. Yeah. The eighth, yeah, the eighth match was 48 minutes, five seconds. Um. So there was eight car, eight eight matches on night two. 
seven on night one. Um, it's so it's a lot. Of, then again, New Japan's got a lot of people in their organization too. Yeah, so. that 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 roster is deep. Like if 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 I was gonna have a roster, I'd want a New Japan roster because that roster is deep. Right. And you got the talent to do pretty much any storyline you want over there. Yeah. Because I mean, when you stop and you look at it, um, they have they have members from the Samoan dynasty that are over there with Tama and uh, Tama Tonga and uh, Tama Tonga and Tonga Lo, and then their other brother is there, Hiko Lee, right? Um, or Hiko Lua, or whatever. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's one of those ways. But, like, he's there. Like, they've got those. They've got great wrestlers from the UK and Will Ospreay, um, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, they've got their natives, you know, Kazuchika Okada, uh, Kota Ibushi, Tights. Uh, fuck, I can't ever say his first name. Tatsuya, uh, Tatsuya Naito. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Great Okan, uh, of course they have Kenta, you know, uh, which a lot of people will know him from the U.S. NXT as Hideo Itami. Um, but I mean, like, that's just kind of scratching the surface. That's not even talking about, you know, um, Toriano. That's not talking about uh, Makabe. Like legends, legends. Right. Um. So, like, yeah, or or even like Kojima is another one. Uh, Tenzan is another one. Like these are legends in this, in this, in just in this wrestling organization, or in the new Japan, or in uh, Japanese wrestling culture. Right. They're still going with the best of them. Um. But yeah, like that kind of covers all of New Japan across across the water. Now we come back uh, back home, and we've got NXT, New Year's Evil, um, and then we've got the two AEW shows. Right. To me, if you ask my opinion, the two AEW shows combined was better than most of New Year's Evil, which I think me and you've kind of talked about that. Uh, we're going to do the same thing with with all the shows like we did with New Japan. Just kind of touch on the sh- the, the major matches that right. stood out. Um, so if you want to, we can kind of do NXT next. Yeah, let's jump into NXT. Yeah. Let's start with the Damian Priest and Cross match. Open the, sh- open the show and almost stole the show. Right. It was a damn good um, match. It was a hard-hitting match on both parts. That was, and especially with what was it? Was it Cross? Not Cross. It was Damian Priest was selling an injury. Yeah, um, Priest was was selling an injury. Yeah, Priest was selling an injury, and this this essentially was Cross's first first match back. Yeah, from being out with a major injury. Right. Um. Like you said, it was hard hitting. This was a hoss fight. This was two, right. two as, as good old men. good old Jr. would say, this is a good old fashioned slobber knocker. Yeah, or as Big E, 
Big E would describe it, two meaty men slapping meat. Like, this was <laughs> two goddamn monster trucks. Just it, head on, put it in reverse, and head on again. Right. Um, just nonstop, back and forth. Just keep going. Which which one's going to break first? That's what we need to know. Um, it, Like I said, it, it started the show. I really think... I'm, okay, it, NXT is notorious for starting the show really strong, ending the show really strong, and kind of keeping maintaining between. Right, that's what you got to do. I mean, you got to lead with something good. You can't put trash up front. Like I, I will, I will be honest. Ah, I, I would have loved to seen them go before. I, I would have loved them to be semi main spot. Like that, the match right before the main. Right. Um. But at the same time, if they're not going to be there, start of the show. Right. Set that bar and show them, hey, look, someone's going to have to. It, it's up there. Y'all going to have to top it. Right. Exactly. And they they did. Um. That like I. I was looking forward to three matches on this card. And that was Damian Priest, uh, Karen Cross, the pit fight, which didn't happen on that show, uh, between Thatcher and Ciampa, yep. and then O'Reilly Valor. Um, the reason the pit fight didn't happen was something had happened earlier in the day or the day before while Thatcher was training for the getting ready for the pit fight. That's right. He got injured. And, uh, yeah, he got hurt, and medical wouldn't clear him to compete. So they actually did the pit fight on uh, NXT last night, which I have not watched yet. But kind of, you know, going, uh, going back to Cross Priest, it was, it was really strong showing a really strong win for Cross. But it was one of those where Damian Priest losing didn't hurt him. Like, in my my take from it, like, there's no way that that loss hurt him whatsoever. If anything, it it elevated him. And that, essentially, a match should both people, whether whoever's winning, whoever's losing, both people should be elevated. Right, it, it, we're at an era. We're at a stage now within NXT that it doesn't matter if you lose because you're still gonna be strong within the organization. It doesn't matter like right who your next match is gonna be. I mean, you're still gonna be the powerhouse that you're. I guess the way they built you to be within the company, so. Now, I will also say, as a side note, note um, there was two. I think there was two. I think there was two female, uh, two women's matches on this card. I know one for sure was um, was Ripley and Gonzalez in a last woman standing match. And I, I'll be honest, they tore, they did, they did tear the house down in that match. They were, they were 
really it was a really good match. But compared to Cross and Cross and Priest, and then Balor O'Reilly, right? It just kind of like those two. I think they could have started the show with Ripley and Gonzalez. Yeah, and it would have been that would have been a fine replacement for Cross Priest there, and then had Cross Priest in the semi-main, and it would have been fine. But that would have been the only match that they could have switched out, right? Um, because, like I said, that match was really good, and it was it it would have been a good start to the show, like a normal NXT, sh- like what we're used to being a normal NXT takeover or big event feel. Start big, finish big. That one could have pulled it off too. Um. To the level of Cross Priest, no, but it would have been up there. Right. Um. Then we get into Balor O'Reilly number two. Then this was the main event on the card. Right, and that too was a hard hitting fight. Look, uh, did this resulted both men go into the ER? Yeah, both men were taken to the hospital after the match. Ironically, I'll kind of I'll, I'll cover that. But if you have not seen Balor O'Reilly from Takeover Thirty One, watch it. Yeah. The, the, the um, and and Balor is is one who's who actually said this during one of his promos. It wasn't about Finn Balor retain that match in or that. That showing was not the big thing from that was not Balor retaining the title, but Kyle O'Reilly breaking his jaw. Right. Exactly. Like that that overshadowed everything else in the match in Balor. Um and that match was a hard hitting match. Their first encounter was a hard hitting match. Right. But I will openly say I feel like their second match was even harder. Um, like they were they were swinging for fences. Um, and it wasn't like they weren't swinging for fences trying to like. But yeah, they were. They were swinging for fences to try to you know lay it in and look like they were each other, but also. To, to show Priest and Cross, this is why we're in this thought. This is why we're closing this show. Right. Um, a very good back and forth match, just like their first one. Um, uh, like I said, hard hitting, if not harder. Um, my favorite takeaway was O'Reilly working on the arm of Valor and Balor working on. Uh, well, okay. O'Reilly working on the core and arm of Balor. Right. Um, and then Balor working on the core and jaw of O'Reilly. Um, Balor had made a statement. Look, you broke my jaw in the last one. I don't plan on returning the favor. And there was 
there there was there was intent on that jaw of O'Reilly's uh coming from Balor. Like there was a big target there. Right. Like a big target. He hit him with some shots that I I feel like if I would have ate those shots in my jaw, it would have been blown away. Like half my jaw would have been shattered. Right. Um of course, you know, Ballard didn't forget about that kidney shot either from the their first encounter that he landed. So when I say, you know, Ballard worked the core, mainly he was targeting around that kidney liver shot that he hit. And and there's a moment where he hits another good one roughly in that same spot and and O'Reilly really quickly remembered remembered <laughs> that first kick and, and like he he dropped pretty quick and the ref had yeah. to back off. Yeah, yeah. He when he hit him in that same spot this time, he dropped quicker, and the ref was right there. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right. Let me make sure he's. (laughs) Um. It it almost seems like there's tension going on between beyond the 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 in ring rivalry. It almost seems like there's. It's like a competition between the two of them. Yeah, it almost seems like there's like some kind of like backstage heat that's transferring into the ring. Oddly enough, I don't think it's heat. I think it's the two of them wanting to show that O'Reilly was wanting to show that hey, I should have been in this position a long time ago. And Balor's wanting to show you can put me in with any style of wrestler and I can hold my own and I can give you a, a five, six, eight, twelve star match. Watch what we do. Um, I think it, it it like it's it's a competitiveness between the two or that, that they both have, not towards each other, but they're just competitive by nature, and that's why these matches come off so hard hitting and so intense and so good. Yeah. Is because when one lands something, the other one's wanting to come back with, okay, what are you going to do to this one? Exactly. Um, like it's it's a one-upsmanship during their match that's just it's got that intense competitiveness, um, which has now turned into there's a potential that a that a team up is happening next week. On NXT of Balor and O'Reilly to take out the NXT tag team champion or to get them out of the way so Balor can go after Pete Dunne without any outside interference. Um foreshadowing there. Right. But um but I think that's going to be there there was two pair ups that happened on this week's NXT alone that I think are gonna be really interesting. One of them is the is the Balor O'Reilly. The other one is Tomasa Champa, Tomasa Champa and Timothy Thatcher. They are entering the Dusty Cup as a team, <laughs> and I'm I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how that team works because they have a very similar Smash Mouth style. Right. So I can only imagine whoever's standing across the ring from them what they're in for. Oh, it's going to be interesting. Um, now that being said, uh, after, 
after the Balor O'Reilly match, of course, Balor retained similar fashion to the last one. Right. Or actually, no. No, he didn't. He actually finished the match with a submission. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't he doesn't do the coup de gras too much anymore. Yeah, well, that's how he won the first time was coup de gras. Yeah. But this time he ended up going for a submission that essentially he cross-faced the jaw and it was in like a modified octopus stretch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it 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 was it was like a Octopus stretch, octopus abdominal stretch with a cross face twisted in. And the cross face wasn't traditionally where it is, but it was like pulling it on that jaw that he'd been working. Right. <laughs> like it was it was very well connected with everything that happened in the match. It looked painful um, to say the yeah, least. Yeah, yeah, it didn't it didn't look comfortable, that's for goddamn sure. Um <laughs> But after that, both Balor and O'Reilly were taken to the local medical facility to have to be checked out. Balor for his arm. Well, you saw at the end whenever the ref was trying to raise Balor's hand in victory. He was yeah, like, no, he, yeah, no, no, no. He, he made him go around to the other side. <laughs> He's like, no, no, it's not gonna work. No. Um, and and the interesting thing was it was that arm that originally got messed up when he won the Universal Championship. Oh shit! So that's why, like, that's why they were taking Balor to make sure that that, that shoulder arm hadn't been re-injured or re-tore or anything like that. And then O'Reilly had to go to have his jaw checked. Um, I don't think he broke it. Otherwise, I don't think they'd be having a match next week. Right. But. His his jaw did take some take some hellacious damage. Yeah, um, you're gonna need to take some time off. They yeah, can't be, they can't be doing these hellacious matches once. Like, I, if if they have a Balor O'Reilly three, I think that's going to be a blow off for both of them to kind of have a couple of months at home just to kind of recuperate from the three matches altogether. Shit, man, Balor O'Reilly three is going to be like the graveyard match where like both of you enter, but only one of you is coming out alive. <laughs> So, um, that was, that was NXT New Year's evil. Um, Dexter, I, I love how they started it with Dexter Loomis. Yeah. Um, and everything was kind of bland, lights out, no power. And then he flips a switch because he was the host for New Year's evil. And it was a whole nother environment there. Um, I, I really did like how they kind of did that. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to more matches with Lewis too. I, oh yeah, I want to see where they, how they develop, how they further develop his character and go from there and everything. See if they still maintain the insanity that he is right now, or if they try to change him up. I I really don't think they'll change him up. I think they're going to keep him the way that he is now. Uh, which I think works for him. Works great for him. Uh, it's very. Leave, they need to leave him uh, the way he is because I mean that psycho kind of look is what's really working for him. 
So ironically, this is pretty much the same character that he's had every time I've seen him. Um, cause he was impact wrestling yeah. or TNA impact. He was, uh, Shaw Samuels. Yeah. I think that was his ring name. And it was essentially the same, the same character, just not, it was turned down a little on the creepiness. And then it gets but, I mean, NXT. it was the same. It he was the same to, character. Right. He gets to NXT and just turns up the creepiness, which is what sells the character. Yeah. Um. But I, I really, I expect to see him in like a very. I expect to see him in a major feud of some kind, leading into Takeover before Mania. Um, but then we come off of NXT's New Year's Evil and go into AEW's um, AEW's New Year's Smash Night One, Night Two. Uh, night One, Night One had a couple things that stole the show. Um, one being the the Bullet Club. I, I really don't call it the Bullet Club because Bullet Club's still going in New Japan and right the club is it, well the club uh, is what they called it in yeah WWE essentially what you had was a reunion of of the band um the band you had together as they would say yeah you had uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers from Good Brothers or Carl Anderson and. Uh, Luke Gallows, right. the Impact Champion Tag Team Champions, uh, crashed in New Year's Smash Night One, and um, the Young Bucks come out, and then there's like the whole too sweet in the middle of the ring that closed the show. Uh, but the other thing that essentially stole the show was that wonderful top rope splash from a certain individual that. That I've never seen. I've never seen anyone land like they were Sid from Toy Story asleep in the bed. Yeah, you talking? You talking about the splizzash by Snoop Dogg? Yeah, yeah, the (laughs) splizzash. Jesus Christ! The top rope splizzle. And the fact that he like he just—I don't know, dude. I mean, you could tell that 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 was not rehearsed. It was not practiced because how shaky he was when he got up on there, and he just. Shaking and trying to stay to steal his balance and everything, and then he just kind of fell over. <laughs> he, he comes off he didn't his even feet. Really like, jump. So essentially, he comes off his feet land, and then he just kind of lays up. But like he was, his ass was in there. His head was on the ground. Right. You just like like. I, when I saw it, I'm uh, first. I kid you not. First thing that popped in my head is, "Oh my God, that's Sid from Toy Story." <laughs> my God, he's dead. Like it's, <laughs> it, it 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 looks just like Sid from Toy Story. Right. He just plopped and just landed, and it's just like, and like the the funny thing is, uh, it was I think it was Cody that was in the ring. He just kind of looked at him, and Cody just kind of shook his head a little bit, like, 
Like, yeah, listen, what? if anyone, if anyone <laughs> watches the show uses Discord, click, uh, like, go in and just click on GIF and type in Snoop Dogg Splash. There, the GIF, the, the GIF is in there. Right. Like, yeah, it was in there the next morning. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, dude, leave it to the pros, man. Leave it to the um, pros. But, I mean... New Year's New Year's da- New Year's Smash Night One. That I I cannot tell you how many times their name has messed with me because I've called it New Year's Dash, I've called it New Year's Bash, I and then I'm like it's New Year's Smash. Right. I know it is, and I know why I kept saying New Year's Dash because I knew New Japan's was running. New Japan's New Year's was New Year's Dash. Yeah. Oh my God! If we can't, if, at least at least NXT was New Year's Evil. Yeah, I will right. take that because it does not sound like Bash Smash or Dash. Whew. Similar fucking names. Let's get something different next year at AEW. Let's not call it New Year's Smash. Let's call it New Year's Revolt. Something. I mean. Gah. Exactly. No. Call it New Year's Explosion. There you go. Come up with something different. Something better. I don't need anything that rhymes with dash. New Year's Revash. New Year's Revash. I'm telling you. Call it New Year's Explosion. It ties in. It's AW Dynamite's New Year's Explosion. Bam! It makes that makes more sense right there. Bam. Next year, okay. next year they're gonna call like New Year's Rehashed. All I'm, all I'm gonna say is if it's called New Year's Explosion, I'm gonna, I'm making a phone call and being like, hey, listen, AEW, you boys free? You need names for stuff? I got you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you need me to come down there and uh, pick yeah. up some stuff, man. You boys free? I got you. I, I give you names. You need names for wrestlers, I got them. You need names for events, I got them. You need names for a finisher, I got them. Right. You need names for a name, I figure something out. We'll come up with something. Just just, just pay me a decent salary and we're good. Pay, pay me a third of what you pay some of the superstars. That's all I'm saying. Shit, just pay me with, like with benefits a half of a fucking percent you pay them a million dollars pay me a half of a percent <laughs> i don't i don't think they've got anyone that's well yeah because they're all multi-year deals and by the time you figure everything up yeah it is over yeah. but like i said I th- I, I want to say their highest is like eh, eight hundred thousand in a year. You, you give me a third of that. I'll take that. Let's see, eight hundred thousand times point zero five a half of a percent. Come out right. Point zero zero five. That's that's not enough. Yeah, forty thousand. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. You give me a third. Right. Give me a third. <laughs> uh, a third. That's all I'm saying. Give me a third of one of their salaries. I'm cool with that. 
I'll survive on that. I'll make that. We make it work. Exactly. It'll do. All I got to do is give you names for stuff. I got you, man. And now if you ever want some ideas on my possible storylines or parents, just hit me up. I got you on that too. Exactly. <laughs> me and Tony sit down and talk shop about some wrestling. Like wrestling wrestling. Like, I, I, I'm down for that. We got a common interest. I'm a Jaguars fan. There ain't many of them. We're good. Right. See, look, I'm, I'm I got all the I got all these common you know, like common denominators here. Tony Khan, if you see this, I'm I am available. <laughs> Call it the New Year's de- New Year's denominator. New New Year's explosion that just gave you a common denominator. Well, Bam! There, there, there you go, AEW common denominator. The next paper. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and we just find a way to work math into the whole equation, and everything. And I mean, I, I figure I, I can figure why you don't call it New Year's Revolution because your next event is Revol- AEW Revolution. Yeah, stay away from that one. But New Year's Explosion is a good one. Especially if you go and run it on Dynamite. New Year's uh, Evolution. Yeah, I'd stay away from Evolution because <laughs> a lot of people, especially when you talk wrestling, they, they think of the faction. So. Right. Which, ironically, we're going over next week. So. Yeah. Um. So, that was that was night one. Main event of night one was uh, Kenny Omega and Ray Phoenix for the AEW Championship. John Moxley comes down after the match. There's a big rigmarole. Moxley was just going to take on all three of them and didn't give two shits. Like he was throwing hands. Right. He didn't care. Like he hit the ring and water, like literally split Gallows and Anderson right down the middle and beelined Kenny with like a double leg and shots. Crack, crack, crack. Moxley, Moxley just don't give a fuck about nobody no. anymore. Fucking Moxley was tagging, tagging Omega with right hands. Carl Anderson kind of pulled him off and ate a left hand. Gallows turned around and ate another right hand. He was back on Moxley right and left. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, he, he, he got this. Okay. Right. Duly noted. Um... Then night two was where you had uh, the tease of the elite were going to be in action. Which came with that swerve of um, the elite, normally Kenny Omega and Young Bucks. You know, there was the big two suite in the middle of the ring that did night one. Omega was anticipating... Uh, and, I, and I say anticipating very loosely. Um, he was anticipating teaming with Gallows, or not Gallows and Anderson, but the Young Bucks. They get to the ring. Kenny comes out solo. Uh, Bucks are backstage, ready to come out. And Don Callis has the microphone and says the tag team partners are going to be his Kenny's best friends. And then, you know... There was a, of course, that, that's what that bullshit was that yeah. we were talking about last night, where they were they were wanting yeah. compensation for what they were doing, and yeah, um, which uh, funny because the way Callis introduces them is they're your world tag team champions, they're Kenny's best friends, like he's very 
very particular with his words. Right. And everything he says makes you think the Young Bucks. And then, lo and behold, it's the Good Brothers, the Impact Tag Team Champions. Right. <laughs> um. So, I mean, he wasn't wrong when he said they're your tag team champions, you know, your world tag team champions. Uh, addressing the audience in that aspect because, you know, wrestling fans, every company has tag, world tag champs. It right. just is what it is. Uh, my favorite part about that is as, as this is happening, there's a camera shot that cuts backstage and the young bucks are just kind of standing there looking at the monitor and they kind of look over at Tony, Tony Khan and Tony looks and, goes i mean did you expect anything different see that's what i like about aew compared to wwe is like tony khan tries to be present as much as he can within the company well okay so it and it's funny he's there like tony khan's there every dynamite he is at gorilla every dynamite a lot of people hear that the first thing you think is oh well he's like vince mcmahon He's yes nothing, and no. He's nothing like Vince McMahon. <laughs> Tony Khan. Tony Khan sees him as he is the general manager. Right. You don't. You don't see your general manager on the show unless it's something that needs to be, as in doing the thing with Brody Lee Jr. Right. Um. You know that little quick. That little quick segment there where they shoot back, and you're seeing the young bucks reacting to this. Well, they're right there at the entrance tube. What's between the two entrance tubes? The gorilla position. Who's sitting at gorilla? Tony Khan. So when you shoot to it, who's going to be standing there to say something to him? Tony Khan. It, it, it's not he is a. It's not him being like, I'm the big bad. I'm the big. You know, I'm I'm the owner. Uh, it's not a Vince McMahon character. It's just Tony Khan being doing his job. Exactly. What he's supposed to be doing, and then he just kind of looks at him. Did you expect a different outcome? Exactly. Right. It, um. And to me, I th- it works. It works better that way. Right. Because uh, Tony Khan is Tony Khan. Uh, now, interesting enough, Impact Tuesday was the first time Besides Kenny Omega, of course, was the first time that AEW wrestlers were actually in a match on Impact. Nice. And it was a tag team, and they became the number one contenders for the tag for Impact's tag team titles. So that was very interesting to watch. Um, very exciting to watch. And then, and it was the main event of Impact Show. And as the match is going on, out comes Tony Khan, as well as one of AEW's backstage uh, coaches, Jerry Lynn, who is notable for his time in TNA. Um, now there might have been a little funny business there. It was Private Party and Matt Hardy. Against uh, Chris Saban and James Storm, right. Jerry Lynn may or may not have held someone's foot to cause a distraction to set up for Private Party's finisher Gin and Juice. 
you know, it, it may or may not have happened. But the number one contenders for Impact's titles are AEW Tag Team. Yeah. Um, so that re- that kind of working relationship is showing that it it's working out pretty pretty good. Exactly. Uh, so that's that's interesting to watch and see it develop still. Which, of course, technically the first actual crossover was is going to be Kenny Omega being on Impact's pay-per-view. And then leading up to that, it was Kenny Omega, or their, their Impact's pay-per-view was this past Saturday, which show was Omega... Anderson, Gallows, uh, the three of them teamed against three of Impact's wrestlers. And then Wednesday night featured Kenny Omega, Gallows, and Anderson teamed up again in a in a trios. Um, so technically the first actual crossover where, you know, AEW's competitor was in the ring. Well, it's Kenny Omega, and that's why I said besides Kenny Omega. Um, and it does look like potentially Omega is going to be challenging Impact's champion for their title at Impact's pay-per-view. So there's potential that Kenny Omega ends up being the uh, Impact Wrestling Heavyweight Champion in a few months, a couple months. Glad to see somebody's actually finally collabing with other organizations. And it's working, yeah. too. It's working. I, I, like I said, now, I feel like Omega and Gallows and Anderson and this whole Bullet Club thing, I feel like that may hurt them trying to work with... Okay, I'm not even going to say it may hurt them. I think it is going to hurt them. On Hard to Kill, uh, Gallows and Anderson came out and their gear had the Bullet Club stuff on it. Like, had the Bullet Club logo, had Bullet Club in words, had it on their jackets, whole nine yards. Right. And then Kenny Omega came out with a Halloween Bullet Club shirt that he helped design. And, like, it was legitimately the Bullet Club stuff that New Japan has copyright. It has the rights to so either they're going, they're working on something on the back end that we don't know well, about, or somebody's about to get sued. The problem with that is the Bullet Club is still an active faction in New Japan, right? And some of the members that are in Bullet Club are original members to when the faction started. And there's a whole big thing between... I, I, I don't mind saying names on this one. There's a very big issue now between Tamatanga and this. Like, to the point where he said, you know what, fuck y'all. We can throw hands or I, we can throw, you know, cease and desist like y'all want to throw. Right. Like, he, he is... Tama is heated, just to say the least. Um, 
Twitter watching him every like uh, watching him after the two sweet and the bullet club gear showing up and right. It, it's been fun watching his replies to that shit on Twitter. Um, and it's been hilarious, but yeah, Tama is pissed. And I'll tell you right now, if Tama is not happy, new Japan is not happy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you've got, you've got another organization that's using what you already have copyrighted and, well, not not only that, but okay. So Tama, besides Jay White and Will Osprey, Tama Tonga is one of those guys you know, that they do everything that they that they have to do to keep Tama happy and keep him under a contract with them. Right. Like they offered him a contract to make him be like, yeah, I don't want WWE's money. So you can't offer them what they're paying me. Like. Like, God knows, God knows that WWE contracts are, are, are pretty nice. Yeah. But New Japan offered him a contract that was not WWE money, but was good enough for him to be like, yeah, I don't need WWE. Exactly. I'll sign that. Exactly. It's enough money so, that, you know, WWE is not going to be able to compete with it. Well, you got to stop and think. There's probably creative control in that contract. There's probably a higher percentage on the merchandise, which that's. I mean, exactly. I'm almost. I'm almost. I'd be more than willing to bet. That's two key things in that contract that Tom was like, you know what? I'm going to take this contract. I'm going to exactly, stay here. Because if he goes to WWE, he's going to lose creative control. And he's going to lose that big profit off of his merch. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know they take a huge cut. They take oh, yeah. a huge cut. That's why they that's why it's all it's all sold on WWEshop.com. It's not sold on yeah. the Fiend.com or Undertaker.com or Stone Cold Steve Austin.com. It's sold on WWE Shop. They're marketing it, they're making it, they're doing all of the work Which, to sell the merch. The and the funny thing is, New Japan, like, they have a licensing deal with Pro Wrestling Tees, which is based in Chicago. But they also have licenses, de- licensing, license deals with places there in Japan. New Japan doesn't doesn't do their own merch. Right. Like there's there's certain shops in in throughout Japan that are licensed to do New Japan merchandise, and then Pro Wrestling Tees is the ones that make all of their like. The New Japan shirts that are in Hot Topics, they're made in pro, here in the States in pro wrestling tees. Yeah, and Hot Topic just goes goes on PWTs, goes to pro wrestling tees and buys what they want in bulk, and then they turn around and sell it for whatever price they want. No, 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 no. They, they sell it at the price that it sold on pro wrestling tees. Oh, they do? Um, oh, okay. it, yeah, it, that's a partnership between New Japan and Hot Topic. Oh, okay. But okay. the middleman is Pro Wrestling Tees. They're the ones that makes makes prints the shirts, and they send the bulk bulk orders out to all the stores, and then they they shuffle. But it's the same price that you're getting. That's that's why you're just not I, as, shipping. Yeah, as much as I want to go to Chicago just to go to the Pro Wrestling Tees store store, I I drive. About forty-five minutes to go to a hot topic and buy my new Japan shirts. All right, cool. Right. Um, and that's not having to drive 
almost six hours to go to Chicago, just go to a t-shirt shop and buy a bunch of wrestling t-shirts and then drive home. Exactly. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'd do it. Um, I drove six and a half hours to go to WrestleMania weekend and watch NXT takeover and then drive like same night. Like, you know, I, I, I do it. There's got to be something more attached to it than I'm just going to buy t-shirts. <laughs> um, I'm going to All Out at the Sears Center in Chicago and then coming home. Right. You know what? I'm going to leave a little early. I'm not driving. These while I'm, not, I'm up there. I'm not driving 20 hours just for a fucking t-shirt. Right. Which luckily for me, it's not 20 hours. I think it's like four and a half. One way. That's easy. Well, see, that's about the, the amount of trip from here to Dallas. I think it's about four and a half hours from here to Dallas, Fort Worth. So maps. Hey, you're going to laugh. I'm literally, I'm mapping it right now. Oh, okay. My bad. Seven, almost eight hours one way. That was my fault. Seven hours. Yeah. I was wondering, I didn't but, think you lived that close to Chicago, to Illinois. Yeah, but I'm also thinking that it's got, like, it's set to where I don't do tolls or anything like that. Mm. Oh, wait, no. The avoids are all off, so I'd be on the highway. There's toll roads. No, I could avoid toll roads and it'd be eight hours and eight minutes. As to where, if, it, if I took the toll roads, it'd be seven hours and 52 minutes, so... Yeah, I'd probably avoid the tolls. But so if you left, yeah. if we ended the podcast now and you left now, you'd be pulling into Chicago at around three a.m. Central. Yeah, and then you'd be yeah. home at ten a.m. And then you could tuck in and go to sleep, and you'd have your tea. Well, actually, no, you wouldn't uh, be able to do that because yeah. you'd have to wait for them to open, and they probably wouldn't open till eight or nine o'clock. So, yeah. So you can get get outside the store, pull in the parking lot, park, kill the engine, and sleep until they wake up. Until they so the up, fu- get your shirts the, and then come come back. And since you're already yeah. driving, you might as well pick up a couple for me and then swing on down to Houston and then swing on back up home. Dude, if I ended up, <laughs> if I swung down to Houston, I probably wouldn't leave. Let's be <laughs> honest there. Well, you know, ironically, I've been thinking about the middle, maybe the middle of this year, about potentially moving. Uh, I think part of me just needs to get out of Tennessee. I've been here for my entire life. I need something new. Yeah. Um, which we that'll be a whole nother discussion off off the show, but uh. But yeah, um, move down, shit, move down to Florida and work on being a wrestler. I, yeah, Florida would be. God, <laughs> Florida's going to be dangerous for me. I'm, See, I'm gonna be people, honest. I've been in parts of Florida during the summertime. Like I went to my aunt was having had her wedding in Daytona, so we stayed on uh, at a hotel on Daytona Beach, and. We went to the track, you know, we did the whole Daytona tour of the whole entire track where they took you out and everything. Yeah. You know, for, for safety reasons, you couldn't go actually walk on the track, but we actually got to walk yeah. around like the surface road and everything. And 
you know, it was you, nice, but you know, people you people, get you get to go down pit row and all that, but you yeah. can't actually step on the track because of the oil and the asphalt and everything. Yeah, right, and not to mention the the bank, the embankment, and everything that's on there and shit. And it's just yeah. like lost my train of thought. Oh, um, people like to bitch about the the humidity in Texas in the summertime. I'm like. It's honestly not that bad. Like I've been, like I said, I've been in Florida during the summertime and it gets humid as fuck in Florida. And I don't so, even want to imagine what it's like in the, the swamplands of Florida. So here here's a funny side sidetrack story that's not even wrestling related. Um my first time going to Florida was four four years ago. Um, just a little over four years ago, I'd always wanted to go to Florida, never went to Florida, never had a chance to go, whatnot. Uh, girl I was seeing at the time, um, we, I was going to my cousin's 30th birthday surprise party. His, uh, fiance had done a really good job of arranging this surprise party. My cousin is one that you can't surprise him. He he was in the military, so like it's really hard to surprise him. He can figure shit out real fast. Right. The fact that she started almost a year before his birthday to arrange the surprise party and have everyone be there <laughs> without him knowing, going. I get. It was roughly about eight months is when she started planning out this surprise party. And he never, he didn't know anyone was going to be there. He literally thought and to see her for his birthday with his brother and his fiance. Like that, that was his whole thought process. He gets to, to, to my aunt's house and there's like, now granted it wasn't like a big party, but there was like 12 people that were like suit, like his friends growing up and like people had flown came in from Utah, Colorado, California just for this surprise party. Right. And I kept I kept telling his fiance, I was like, I you know, I don't think it's gonna matter if I'm there or not. Like I'm I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm gonna try I'm going to do what I can to be there. I've got to request the days off and whatnot. And she goes, Listen, I know he would not expect it and it would mean the world to him. And I'm like, well like I said, I'm gonna do what I can to be there. Uh, I did request, I requested the whole damn weekend. Uh, and the girl that I was seeing at the time, we were on the way down to my cousin's, to my aunt's house. And on the way down there, I, I just kind of looked at her. I said, this is going to sound terrible. I just, I don't want to go back home when we get done. And she goes, no, I know what you mean. And I'm like, Fuck it, Lowell. Let's go spend the weekend somewhere. And, uh, like, the first words out of her mouth was, where? And then I'm like, I don't know. I'm driving, so it's not like I'm, like, thinking of where. I, my first thought was, fuck it, we'll just go to Gatlinburg and go to the mountains. Fuck it. Right. And then she pulls out her phone, and she goes, you know what? I always have this. I have the... Uh, was it Destin? Yeah, Destin. Destin's uh, weather. 
She has it saved in her phone. <laughs> Somebody wants to go to Destin. <laughs> and I, I just looked at her, and I'm like, do what? And she goes, yeah. I was like, you know what? I ain't never been to Florida. So we don't really say much about it. And then, like, we get closer to my aunt's house, and she's like, so are, are you being serious? I said, yeah, kind of. And she was like, so... Are we are we going to Florida? I said, I don't know, maybe. We pull into my aunt's driveway and, and my aunt comes out and she hugs her and hugs me and she goes, Well what are you what what are y'all doing? Like what's plans? I said, Well right now it's the the surprise party. I said, After this I'm not sure. And she goes, What do you mean? I said, I don't know. We may be going to Florida. <laughs> she goes, You're kidding. I said, No, I'm I'm not. I said, we there's a good chance we're going to Florida. I don't know. And, uh, so my cousin gets there midway through the party or a third of the way through the party. I just kind of look at, I look at her and I'm like, so are we going home? What are we doing? She said, I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get in the car. I said, all right, whatever. Right. Fine with, that's fine with me. We get in the car, we go to leave. Like, and it, it was crazy because we were talking. We didn't have any clothes other than what we had on. We didn't have anything for, like, when we got there and hit the beach or anything like that. And, like, her first question before we head out of the house is she goes, we don't have anything to take with us or this, that, and the other. I said, fuck it. We've got enough cash. We can just buy stuff. It's not we're we're going to be gone for two days. Right. We're staying in a hotel for one night. I think we got I think we can manage. Sure enough, we get in the car like my cousin, he comes up, he gives me a hug, thanks me for being his birthday and he goes, "So, um, what are you going to fix to get into?" And I looked at him and I laughed. I said, "Dude, I think we're fixing to drive to Florida." <laughs> he goes, he looks at me, he goes, "Well, god damn it. I I was just going to say, do y'all want to come back to the house and like, we'll grill out or something. He goes, <laughs> I can't compete with going to Florida. And then he turns around and looks at his fiance and said, hell, do you want to go to Florida? <laughs> she, she looked at him. She trip. said, she looked at him. She said, I got to be at work tomorrow. Get your ass in the car. <laughs> I was like, I was like my bad. Trip. But yeah, we, uh, that was uh that's kind of where that like we left my aunt's house and we started heading to Florida. I remember I called my grandmother because this was before she passed away and she's like, Hey baby, what are you doing? I said, You know, craziest damn thing. She said, What? I said, I'm apparently driving to Florida. <laughs> Have fun. And she was like, do what? I said, yeah, we got ready to leave NJ's and me and Sam both didn't want to go back to the house and spend the weekend in, at home again like we've done. And we've, uh, I mean, we're already two hours away from home, so fuck it. Right. We're just, we're driving to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be home when we get home. But yeah, Florida is dangerous for me because Florida is one of those places where 
when I'm sitting outside and I'm listening to those waves hit the uh, crash against the rocks, right. like there's a piece that I can't even describe, like the air, the air itself, like, oh. Uh, that's like me when we go down to Surfside and we go fishing. I mean, it's just like, I don't even care about the fishing, you know, I'll just, I'll throw, a, I'll throw my line out in the water and everything, but I'm just, it's peaceful. Yeah, like I, I remember as soon as we we saw the welcome to the the welcome to the state of Florida, I rolled the window down. It's fucking like one in the morning. I'm driving down this you know interstate entering Florida with my hand sticking just out the goddamn car window just so I could feel <laughs> the air. It's just, it's something different. Like, when you go to a different state than where you live in, you know, you you spend all your life. It's like, for me, I spent my entire life in Texas, and the last time I got out of Texas, fuck, it's been seven, eight years. We went to a casino in Louisiana for a weekend, and that was it. Well, I mean, it was just, sometimes it's just nice to get away. Well, what was funny about it was this was, like, September like middle of September where it's the what the weather here in Tennessee just is sort of starts cooling down. Yeah. And there's nights where it could be kind of chilly and whatnot. Yeah. And it's really rainy at that point in time. Like everyone looked at me because like I said, we went down there that night. We spent the night in the hotel. Got up the next morning, did our thing, went around wherever where we wanted to, and then headed home again. And I came back and I was damn sunburned. <laughs> and everyone, like, I went back to work and everyone's like, the Who the hell did you get a sunburn? <laughs> I was like, You know, craziest, craziest thing. I went to my cousin's, uh, cousin's birthday party and ended up in Florida. <laughs> so I spent, I spent the weekend in Florida. They were like, wait, you just randomly decided to go to Florida? Yeah, pretty much. They were like, no. And then the girl that I was dating also worked at the same place. And she comes in and she's sunburned. And they looked at me and said, you seriously just up and decided y'all were going to Florida? Yeah, that's kind of how that happened. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I've got no grand tale for it. I went to a birthday party and rather than going going and grilling and drinking beer with my cousin i drove to florida <laughs> on his birthday exactly you do what you, you do what you want to do i mean it's your life yeah you know it's like sometimes you just gotta i don't know like, where you go and and the funny thing was like the whole reason we were even talking about doing it was i said you know it'd be kind of it'd kind of be cool for nate's birthday for us to all just in magically end up in florida and like we got ready to leave, and I looked at Nate, and he goes, "So what are y'all fixing to get into?" I said, oh, "Hell, I guess we're fixing to go to Walmart and buy buy some shorts, t-shirts, and towels, and I'm probably gonna get some flip-flops because I don't want to wear tennis shoes the entire time I'm down there." Right. And he looked. He goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "I guess we're fixing to drive to Florida." Hell, it's your birthday. Come on. You and you and your fiance load up and let's fucking go. I said, yeah, okay, it'll probably be twelve thirty, one o'clock when we get down there, but fuck it. 
That's tomorrow good. Saturday. I was I looked at him. I said tomorrow Saturday. We could spend all day jumping bar to bar, going on the beach. Right. Fuck it. <laughs> You're thirty. I'm thirty one. <laughs> or I, actually, I'm I'm sorry. I was thirty at the time as well. I looked at him. I said, "Dude, I'm thirty. You're thirty. Fuck it. Let's go." Right. Yeah. No. Lisa was like, oh, "Hell no. I got to work tomorrow. I can't call out." <laughs> And I looked at her, I said, listen, I'm pretty sure if you tell the distillery that you was drunk in Florida and didn't realize you was in Florida, you might be able to pass that one by. I'm pretty sure they'll understand you work for a whiskey distiller. Right. I got drunk down in Florida. <laughs> oh, okay. Listen, my fiance, it was his birthday. His cousin showed up. There was a lot of whiskey going around, and I, I woke up the next you. morning. We were in Florida. I drunk, I got drunk, blacked out, and the next thing I know, I'm in Florida. Nate, they'll look Nate at it. They'll, driving. they'll look at it and be like, "Well, at least you ended up in Florida and not in Mexico." Now, like I, I looked at her, I said, "As soon as you tell them, Nathan was driving, you got a little tipsy on some whiskeys between Nate and his cousin, and when you can't, when you woke up the next morning, y'all were in Florida." I'm pretty sure they're going to be like, you know what? We can write this one. We, we'll let this one slide. Right. I was like, I'm, that's all I'm saying. You know, we can make it. This could work out just fine. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. I tried to. I tried to get my cousin down there with us for his birthday. Because the plan was if they did come down. We were going to wake up, and as soon as the bars started, like, the beach bars started opening, we were going to be at the beach, like, you know, jumping from bar, bar to bar, yeah, bar to bar during the day, chilling on the beach and watching waves while we somewhat sobered up so enough to drive home at some point. Like, that was that was planned. Right. That shit never gonna happen. Still burn up. Uh, dude, if if I'd started, like especially then, if I'd started at that er that early, and if he had been there with me, because me and him are we're the competitive ones. He took the karate. We used to fight all the time. I think I've told <laughs> that story. Like he takes a shot, I gotta take a shot. I take a shot. He's taking a shot. Like it, it's not. It's not a, alright, I'm, I'm starting to feel a little buzz, I'm okay, I'm good. No, and the motherfucker's taking a shot, well, right, God damn it, he ain't one up in me. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and as soon as I take one, he's like, well, shit, I gotta take another one. <laughs> like, that's, that's how we are. Like, I feel like we would have safely fucking drank an entire goddamn bottle. Uh, probably two bottles. Like, that's more than likely how that would have ended. Me passed out, face down in the goddamn sand. Him trying to figure out if he was face down or buried. <laughs> I would have passed out right there at the, where the, where the, where the weight comes up. Right. And like, been like, oh shit, I done pissed my pants. I drank way too much. <laughs> Well, yet I'm just, I'm kind of covered in water. Right. 
but yeah, uh, I feel like we've covered. Yeah, we've covered pretty much everything because we're off topic now. Yeah, we're way off topic. So all in all, in all honesty, wrestling world for 2021 New Year shows, uh, they all did the, they all did an outstanding job. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any negatives for any of them. They were all really solid shows, which is very rare to say. Right, and you and you also you look at it and it's. You don't see a whole lot from, you know, the big organizations, the big companies and shit. It, it's all the little guys that are right. doing all the work. They're putting in everything. And yeah, I mean, AEW, NXT, New Japan. I can't say New Japan's a little company because New Japan's not a little <laughs> fucking company. But compared to the uh. the rest of the wrestling world for the people that have never heard of New Japan, you know, yeah, they're a, a new company to a lot of people. Look, all I'm going to say, and yes, this is somewhat going to also point at you, and don't, I, I don't mean it to be, but it's going to be. If you're a wrestling fan and you've not watched New Japan, you're not a wrestler. <laughs> I've watched New Japan. I've seen it on YouTube. I've seen it on YouTube. New listen, that New Japan is an is the entire reason one sisters got into wrestling. So I'm not to take someone that hasn't really liked wrestling and she was sixteen at the time. And she caught me fucking watching watching a YouTube series that was going at the time. And she saw it and she was like, "Huh?" and was hooked. Right. And that's, if that's like me, you preached to me all of my You got to watch AEW. You got to I'm like, "All right, dude, you got to right, watch I'm like, it." I'm like, "I hear you. All right, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out." And then it's like I took all damn year and then finally I watched it. I'm like, "Okay, I I I can get into this." Like, it, it, there's something about it. It's like that Tony you know, Khan, he's put together a good organization. Oh, he he did a and fantastic he's job. got the fucking talent for it, too. Holy yeah. shit. Like, he... He did, he did one hell of a job on And it just goes to show you, you know, what, what a billionaire can do with... When you pay the people the right amount of money and you actually give them what they want, you know, the creative control that they they need to produce a good product. Yeah. I mean, and what when you do that, like, it shows. Right. Uh you're not going to get you're not going to get that without having a damn good product. Exactly. It's just not going to happen. No. Um, and and the other thing that I like about them, their their roster is not their roster is is their roster is deep, but it's not like it's not overpopulated. 
Like it, it is a very, very, very good mix. Um, which is something that you're not finding in other companies right now. You're just, exactly. you're just not. And that's that's saying a whole hell of. Man, that 49-inch curved Samsung monitor looks good right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've heard negative things about curved monitors. Mainly, mainly they produce a lot of headaches. I mean, I'm cool with the headache. I just, I'm not cool with that price. Right. Because it's like, hold on, it's $799. Yeah, but I, I did send you something on Discord. Uh, I may end up getting that. Nice. Um, but anyways, uh, all in all, I think I think they did a very very good job. Start the year uh, off strong, which is what they yeah. did. That's what you got to do. You got to come out swinging at the beginning of the year because everybody is expecting. Everyone's expecting it. Yeah. Um, and that's. That's saying a lot. Yep. Where'd you go? Uh, I'm. I uh, went to go grab my phone. Uh. All right. I think on that we're gonna go ahead and call it. Uh, I lost my microphone. Shit. I hear you. All right, so on that, we're going to go ahead and actually, you know what? Screw it. Hold on a second. There's one thing I forgot to do. Let me kill that, and let's pull the schedule up. Right now, this is what we're looking at. Next week, 125, we're going over the stables over the years. We're going to touch base on quite a few of them. We haven't made a list or anything. I think with this one, we may just on the fly, just get together, shoot the shit, and talk about them. And then February 1st is the Royal Rumble uh, podcast, not the Royal Rumble itself. The Royal Rumble is the day before that. So on 2-1, tune in. We're going to give our take on the Royal Rumble and everything. And as you can see, 2-8, 15, 22, and 3-1 are blank right now. So we are currently working on coming up with a schedule for that. And once that gets done, then we'll have it updated. So Yeah, we'll go from there. Yep. On that note, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. And again, I'm your host, 617. You can catch me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash 617. Spell it just like it is down here, SCV3N. I'm going to take it over, kick it over to the man to the left who's going to do... His favorite parts after he gives his outro. Yep. And you can find me. Uh, I'm Puppet Master 2191. You can find me on TV forward slash Puppet Master 2191, just like it is below me. Yep. Um, right now, haven't been streaming as much. Have been doing the podcast, though. Um, and as I always like to say, here comes my favorite. The podcast is pretty much the only consistent thing that we have. <laughs> yeah, it's the consistent thing for right now. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, you're not going to see it because, you know, we're pre-recording this. But um, I'm just going to go ahead and say shameless plug. Oh, shit. I forgot to do that at all.
Damn. <laughs> I'm sitting I'm here re- sipping on it, and I'm just like, why is he not plugging it? And then I'm thinking, uh, then I'm, it dawned on me, oh, wait. We're I can't recording see it. this. We're not yeah. actually live. <laughs> so, shameless plug time. Um, have you ever woke up and not really felt like you were, like, going full force, a little bit low on energy? Check out Rogue Energy. At your checkout, if you put in the code PUPPETMASTER, saves 10%. 10%. Not to mention, it supports him over there. It's some good shit. I was the first one to actually get it off of him, using his code, by the way. And price is pretty fair. Uh, <laughs> each tub contains about... This one, I got the Great Popsicle, by the way. Um, 30 servings, zero sugar. Uh see, what was it? If you're carb crunching or whatnot, one serving has one gram of carbs, which is absolutely nothing. Yes. So... It's really good. It, if you're wondering if it's got the, the powdery aftertaste that most powdered mixes have, it does not. No chalky taste, no residue, no nothing. You can't. No hard crash, clean energy. Yeah, you don't even know it's there. You, I mean, you taste it's full of flavor and everything, and yeah. But yeah, it. And it, it it's one of those energy supplements that it's like a clean energy for your body. You don't have that like sugary shake or or hard hard crash afterwards. Right. You don't get the the sugar crash or anything like that. Everything is bueno. Trust me, I just I my sister finally ordered some for her. Um because she's big on Red Bull or Monsters. Which I will tell you right now is my fault. <laughs> Anything that my sister drinks is probably not good for her. It's, it's going to be my fault. Right. And like I um, said, I mean, a tub, it's 30 servings per tub, but most of their tubs are twenty nine ninety nine. You may think that's a lot of money, but when you look at 30 bucks for a tub of powder to make 30 servings, you're looking at a dollar a drink. So and, basically, and if, I, I just bought a 24-ounce mixer at Target before this came in. I put 24 ounces of water in here cold water or whatever they they prefer it to be cold i put 24 ounces of water i put two scoops of powder in it i shake it i put it in the fridge and after a few hours i've got my drink and no harm no foul yeah um tastes like grape kool-aid uh but like uh, not not only that, say if you're kind of iffy on it, and you're not sure that you'll like it or not, they have starter packs. Uh, the starter packs run roughly like twenty bucks, and it's got one of their shakers and five single use. Uh, five you can actually choose five different flavors or five of the same flavor, but it's single use packets designed just for those shakers. I, I can tell you right now, my next flavor that I'm going to get is going to make Puppet mad. If you get cookies and cream, I don't want to know about. It. <laughs> That's the one I'm thinking about getting. My only, I, my only concern with that oddly enough is oddly I, enough, I like, to, I like to leave my drinks. Like when I'm drinking it, I like to leave it sitting over here so I can, you know, drink on it. You know, I, I don't slam it like most people do. You'll end up, you'll end up slamming that one. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. That's the only thing because the cookies you and cream is mixed with milk. So it's got to be drank, or it's going to be one of those things where I take it out, I take a couple sips of it, then I put it in my little mini fridge that I've got over here. 
Yeah. And then when I want it, I pull it out again. But I know what happens when I put something in there. It, that's the black hole of yeah. everything. Which, I forget about it. I, ironically, I was going to say, and if, if you know, you're not sure about that, there's like cookies and cream flavor that you mix with milk. So you don't even mix it with water. Exactly. Um, but they say you need to yeah. drink more water. So, I mean, this is me drinking more water. Like, it, it's... It's, um... That, and that's what I was getting at with that sample pack. It's like 20 bucks. Uh, I think it's like that one is 19.99. It's the Shaker Cup. Five single uses. You can pick whatever flavors you want out of the entire line. Right. Um, and if you want multiples of the same one, you can get multiples of the same one. Uh, that's what my sister ended up doing. She got uh, she got a starter kit. She got a starter kit, and she got five different flavors to try, nice. and see if she likes any of those. Um, so she's, she's going to give it a shot and see, cause I, I told, she works in a nursing home and she gets red bull jitters real bad. Yeah. And I was like, look, you can drink this just about all day and not have any jitters and there's nothing bad. And like, there's no reason for you to only have like one to two cans. So right. this you can drink on all day and you're fine. Exactly. It doesn't, I, I've read over the label. I haven't seen. You know, you look on a monster can, you look on a Red Bull, you look on any arrays, you know, like I'm sponsored, like uh, I'm partnered with Rays. I'm an affiliate with Rays, but I don't drink their stuff anymore. But, I mean, their stuff is good too, but it's not as good as this. I'm sorry. If you like Sneak, try try Rogue. Rogue, to me, Rogue is better. I've tried Sneak before. I didn't really care for it. I didn't care for the taste of it and whatnot. But try Rogue. Uh, most of your energy drinks, they, they say, you know, limit to limit three per day because it can cause it can quite frankly could damage your heart if you're not careful because of all the additives and shit that they put in it to give you that boost but then after three or four hours you're crashing so so and ironically here's what i'm going to say to that whole energy drink you know there's a limit on them for a reason I drank an entire case of Monster in one night. A whole case. That's 24 cans. Goodbye sleep. Um, now granted, I was the one, I always drank them a lot, all the time. Um, but it, this was for a different cousin. This was for a party that he was having at his house. I bought an entire case of Monster. I bought two bottles of Patron. I made a drink that I called Waking the Beast. <sighs> essentially you're not going to sleep for at least yeah, 24 to 48 hours afterwards um God, I couldn't imagine what your heart rate was at that shit I, I don't know uh, to mention the amount of sugar that you just ingested like I I was knocking back so I had a friend who decided that I was not in a very good place at this point in time um, but I had a friend that decided, well, if I was going to do this stupid thing, he was going to do it with me. And so he, every time I was making one, he was beside me <laughs> and I was making him one. Wow. Like his choice. No, no. Like I kept telling him, dude, you don't need to do this. This is not a good idea. Even I know this, but I just don't give two shits. Um, again, I was in a very dark place like that. That night, I was trying to make it go pop, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, I figured a case of monster will do it. <laughs> and the thing about yeah. it is, once you get like three, four, or five of them in, you get immune to it. Yeah, your body becomes well. Basically, your body starts to it realizes something is not right, and you find yourself either hugging the toilet or pissing your life out. Basically, yeah. See, I I did not hug the toilet. Um, I did over the course of the next twenty four hours. I did end up using the bathroom a whole fucking lot. Yeah, your body um, just pisses it all out. But the funniest thing from that was the buddy that was drinking with me. Yeah, he kind of. Uh, I decided I was going to play. Uh, I was going to play the PlayStation for a little bit. I wanted to get some Call of Duty in since I was like on this locked in focus. Like, ha! <laughs> it's like, like you're taking I, Ritalin. Dude, it, it was. It was like everything slowed down, but I was like, I was going. <laughs> um, Actually, if you've ever seen Over the Hedge, when Hammy gets, oh, yeah. when, when Hammy gets yeah, the yeah, energy yeah, drink yeah, and yeah. everything stops, yeah. that, that was me. Shit was just going super slow, but I was zooming. Um, like he came in and he wrapped himself around the back of the chair that I was sitting on. He goes, Chris, I got this crazy idea. I said, what? He goes, I want to see some titties. (laughs) (laughs) And I looked at him. I said, no, that's a terrible idea. He goes, come on. A bunch of us are going to this place. I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> you need to keep your ass here. You're a hopped up on monster, no. Because for one, he was he was a member of the rescue squad. Two, he was also not old enough to be drinking. <laughs> he was twenty. He was twenty. Damn. Like he was just shy of that twenty one mark. But normally when we all drank, we all stayed wherever we were. Right. And like this dude, this dude was moving the same speed I was. <laughs> like shit, shit had slowed down, but he was, he was flying. <laughs> he was going. We out. were, look, we were, we were like, we, we were members of the speed force from DC universe. We were, <laughs> we had those flash powers. We could have ran in reverse and, and spun shit backwards. We would have like, he looked at me, he goes, man, I want boobies in my face. I'm like, you need to sit your drunk ass down is what you need to do. <laughs> Shit. He showed up the next day. I still hadn't been to sleep. And I looked at him. I said, so how'd your night go? He goes, oh, why'd you let me leave? I told you to sit your ass down. I, ain't your mama. So I told you. I told you to sit your ass down. You're 20 years old. You wanted boobs in your face. You went to to where they all were going. You had boobs in your face. He goes, I didn't get no boobs in my face. That was the issue, for one. Two, the cops showed up, and I was drunk, and they all know me, because I'm on the rescue squad. I'm like, well, whose fucking fault was that? Sure as fuck ain't my fault. I told and you then to he looked, <laughs> Then he looked at me. He said, for three, I only slept for about two hours and feel like I slept for eight. <laughs> I was like, yeah, shit, uh, why do you think I called it Waking the Beast? 
I was like, you start drinking those, you're going. Right. So, yeah, and the best thing that I like about this, I'm diabetic. Type 2 diabetes. So I got to watch my sugar intake. And with this thing being sugar-free, perfect. You don't have to worry about it. Exactly. One carb, you know, one carb is nothing compared to what you eat when you sit down and you eat a snack. So sipping on something like this, you're golden. Yeah. Which I I know for sure I'm going to get me... I'm I'm going to get me a, a little bit of a stockpile of that stuff. Um, one, so I can also do giveaways with it. Right. Um, two, the, sa- the sample pack would be good for that. Well, see, I'm I'm thinking about getting like um, I think I'm going to get a few tubs of things when with income tax. Right. Um, and just kind of put stuff back that way. A, I have a supply. B, I've got stuff that I can do a giveaway with. Right. Um. Which, granted, I'll also get stuff for a giveaway. So, and not to mention, when you place your first order, they send you a twenty-five percent off coupon for your next order. Yeah. So, not only that, it's like I haven't tried it to see if it stacks, but I'm going to try that when I need some more to see if I can stack the twenty-five percent coupon plus the ten percent coupon and get thirty-five percent off using code PuppetMaster at checkout. Uh, there is a way if you're in my Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it was under the announcements I pinned it. There's a link. Let me look. Yeah, there's a link. Click the link because the link has my code order already in it, and it still gives you the box to add a promo code. There you go. So you should be able to stack it that way and get thirty five percent off. All right. Yeah, no, only, only reason I know that is uh, they kind of walk through part of it. Um, when when you get the the affiliate with them, they send you information and stuff like that. Yeah. And that was one of the things that they sent is if someone has a promo code, provide them with the link, and they're still able to use whatever other promo code they've got. Nice. So. All right. Shameless plug. So over. Yep. On that note. I'll let you on that note. My favorite part here. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe, like, ring the notification bell. It does help us, gets us in that algorithms, gets a little bit of traction going for us. If you know someone who likes wrestling and you think they may enjoy this, share it with them. Send it to them. Let them know. Hey, these guys do it. These these guys kind of cover stuff in the wrestling world. Yep. You'll hear some interesting stuff. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Random stories when we get off topic. Cause you know what? Yeah. There's no rules here on this podcast. Whatever goes. Essentially. And, and, we, and you know what? Eventually we're going to run out of wrestling shit to talk to. We're just going to have a podcast where we just talk. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, you know, that's what I like about it. We just kind of shoot, shoot the shit and talk about wrestling shows. Yep. That's whatever it. whatever flows flows exactly shit we may go back and watch one of the old like wrestlemania one Dude, i'm telling you we right now shit. who knows you know we we don't just have i mean we and we've kind of showed that we do that you know uh we we cover current pay-per-views and tv shows as well as uh we've done the episode on the four horsemen yep we've done the episode on uh, 
memorable feuds or matches. Uh, things that changed uh, changed the landscape of wrestling. We covered the the NWO, DX, um, stuff like that. Yes, we. Uh, that was by far one of my favorite episodes. Still, Paul Heyman, the Paul Heyman show. Um, that was last week, in fact, guys. Yep, that one will uh, be uploaded this weekend along with this one. Yes. Uh, it's been a hectic week for both of us, so we, you know, we apologize for not getting it up last week. Quarantine sucks. Uh, yeah, but uh. But definitely uh, check us out. Uh, you know someone who is a wrestling fan. Tell them check it out. See what they think. Uh, don't forget to leave your leave anything in the comments. You know things that you'd like to see us cover. Um, just discussions. Your take on things. Dude, that's what they're there for. We look forward to seeing them. Uh, we look forward to reading them and replying to them. Word. Uh, besides that. Like he said, his name is Six. I am Puppet. That, and we I think we're... you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.